I'm Kate Daniels. I think there's nothing quite as difficult for us, and particularly for parents, to have to deal with than having your young child diagnosed with a serious, even life-threatening illness. Jasmine Jean was just two years old and was battling cancer. Now, as an adult, she can reflect on that and dream of how to make it be different. And that's exactly what she's done. And she joins us along with her business and life partner, Matthew, to share the story of the Snuggle Buds. Jasmine, Jean, and Matthew, it is so great to welcome you this morning. Ah, Thank you. Good morning. Thank you. It's wonderful being here. And Jasmine, Jean, I am so glad that you're able to be here because you told me you're not a morning person. No, so <laughs> this is no. quite extraordinary. Yes. And, I, and my mom's not an early morning person either. So I texted her at six o'clock this morning. And I said, hey, just wanted to wake you up to let you know. <laughs> I'm awake. I'm awake. <laughs> and I'm on the radio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, she and all of us yeah. are going to be the beneficiaries there of some <laughs> really excellent information uh, with your story, your personal story, something yeah. that's really, in part, this part of it, Snucklebuds, yeah. is very, very new. It's infancy because it yes. only started just over a year ago. Just barely a year ago. We spent this last year doing a lot of research um, doing a lot of communication with parents, doing a lot of listening, listening to the stories of the different patients that have received. Um, we've really done a lot of listening this year. It was was a listening year. And we've received a lot of wonderful information to be able to move on to our next phase, which is more of a building phase and more of a fundraising phase as well, which is Matthew's forte. Because fundraising for a nonprofit is quite critical, of course. Yeah. Sure. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's how it how it gets done. So. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Much as we would want to oh, yeah. uh, have things happen on a wish and a prayer. Yeah. Money yeah. is very critical. Yeah. 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 And we've been very fortunate, and I think it would be yeah. interesting for you to tell a little bit about the how the vision of the project came to you and the the initial start of it mm. uh, was really this starting with family of Jasmine yeah, turning really to did. family and saying, "Hey, will you buy into exactly. this? This is a vision I have for the project." Yeah. And having some initial people saying, yes, we'll do it to help you get the prototype doll, help you do the design. And then it's really been that, just kind of our network of friends who've who've said, yeah, we'll do this. We'll support your uh, crowdfund campaign or another who did a fundraiser uh, around cats that she she breeds Mm -hmm. and things. Mm -hmm. And from that, we've gotten several thousand dollars to kickstart the project in 2019. And a cat. We got the most adorable cat in the world out of the (laughs) deal. We do have an adorable cat now. Um, (laughs) Yes, actually, that, that was the beginning um, was absolutely a moment of sort of like inspiration where I just suddenly had this thought and I looked at him and I said, I think we're going to make dolls. I think we're going to do this. And he said, okay, because I come up with a lot of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an idea person. I come up with great ideas, but I don't always follow through with the great ideas. And so I think he thought this was going to be one of those things that would pass in a couple of weeks and I would forget all about it, but it was not something that would pass in a few weeks. And it was... Very serious. So, yeah. And the reason that it hasn't Mm. just faded away Mm. and that it is so critically important, actually, doesn't the history go back way, way back? Yes, absolutely. So because I was a childhood, I am a childhood cancer survivor. So because I was diagnosed at two years old and through five years old, um, I have a lot of experience being in that space, being a child in that space and being really terrified. And I remember I would 
get to. We would be driving from the Olympic Peninsula. We'd cross the ferry. We would get to about McDonald's right there, about the, uh, that Edmunds McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And I would just fall asleep because I felt like as long as I could fall asleep, then they'd have to carry me in and then I wouldn't have to be poked right away. There was like this trauma, mm-hmm. you know, as far as going to the hospital. I knew what was going to be, you know, I was going to be facing. I didn't really have a lot of knowledge about what was going to be happening to me. And I think that's where the snuggle buds come in because they give doctors and parents and, you know, other adults as well, nurses, whomever, a way to communicate with children in a way that shows them, you know, this is what's you know going to happen. This is what the procedure might be. This is what it looks like instead of facing it in the dark. And I think that that's eventually my mother created a doll for me. And that's where it really came from was was she had put um, a Hickman line on it, which was the same sort of line that I had at the time. Um, Now kids have a lot more portacaths and Hickman lines, but mostly portacaths if they have longer term um, illnesses. But it just gives the kids a a frame of reference. And I think that that's really, really important because I do see how my own experience didn't want to go to the hospital. I didn't know what what to expect. Mm-hmm. Every time it was going to be something new, and I didn't know what to expect. So parents now with a snuggle bud have a way to show the kids what to expect, and the kids can then experiment on the dolls themselves. So that's really exciting, too, because it gives them a sense of control, a little bit more power as well, because they can practice on the doll. They can practice on their parents. They can, you know, Mm -hmm. they have working stethoscopes so they get to hear, you know, their parents' heart. They get to hear their own hearts, which also helps them to connect with their own bodies and their own experiences. And I think the snuggle buds really, I feel like, work best for the, the younger kids. But I've also seen... Some of the older children do well with them as well. So. Older being? Older being more around the 10, 11 age as well. Sure. Yeah. And I think that they also benefit from them. But I would say that the ones that benefit the most are the ones who don't necessarily have the words to express what they're feeling. Right. And, and I think that gives them a way to express. And I could think that as a young child, that mystery oh, is total, really yeah. frightening. It is. It's terrifying. Because you, you could envision monsters in your <laughs> yes, head, right? Yeah. So having this yeah. tangible doll, mm-hmm. which feels safe, mm-hmm. boys and girls too. Oh, yeah. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. It was very interesting. This last donation cycle that we did, I would say it was probably 70% young boys that received snuggle buds this last time. And, and it was interesting because it was mostly fathers that reached out to me and said, I think this would be wonderful for my son because their sons were having a difficult time expressing what they felt. Their sons were having a difficult time finding the words. And I think that oftentimes young boys are not encouraged to express that. And, mm-hmm. and I think that the snuggle bud gives them, it's like that private, they can have it in their private space and they can communicate with their dolls and their parents can kind of listen in to see what's what's going on and what their child's thinking. And I think it gives the parents a great insight into what their child is is thinking and going through. And I think it's wonderful for that as well. Yeah. 
And you have your own personal reference to that, too. You were sharing how, as a child, you'd want to fall asleep to push push off that time that you have to get poked. Oh, yeah. So it was obviously a very frightening time. Yeah. And one of the wonderful stories that we heard, and it's very parallel to my own experience, was a little girl about five years old who... Every single time that she would have to go in to get her portacath access, she would just have to be held down by three or four people, and she would cry and scream, and it was just this awful experience. And once she had her snuggle bud, um, and the snuggle bud had the portacath as well, just like her, her and her mom went through it and talked about it, and, and and he went through the whole process. And she went back in, and she was so excited to show the nurses and the doctors what she had that... She had to get her her portacath accessed again, but she didn't have to be held down. She didn't have that same anxiety and fear because she knew what was going to happen. And and she had done it to her doll already as well. So there was that experience as well. And so I think she felt a little bit more in control of the of the experience. So in that situation really reflected my own experience of being very, you know, very afraid of not knowing what was going to happen. And yeah, and so she did really well after she received. Yeah, her and I just said you're getting we're getting lots of really cool pictures of her and oh, other kids, cute. you know, yeah. with their doll yeah. going to the medical so appointment, proud. you know, in their backpack or oh, carrying yeah. it in front of them, and you can just kind of see the enthusiasm yeah. that they have this yeah. buddy with them yeah. as they're going through. You know, going Uh through their appointments and going through life with their buds. Yeah, and they get really excited to show the doctors what they've learned and what they can do. You know, oh, guess what I could do? I can, you know, yeah, it's wonderful. And another component that I think in in terms of your design, thinking from your experience that's giving you this sort of insight into what's important. Uh, the snuggle buds are also equipped, come with doctor's jackets for the oh, kids yeah. that yeah. personalize to have the kid's name on it, uh, a oh, stethoscope, yes. <laughs> uh, and even a name badge that yeah. we personalize so the kid becomes the doctor oh, yeah. as well. Oh, and yeah. you can see that they love wearing the oh, doctor's jacket and love the kind of that pride that they're the doctor too. And you can yep. just imagine them going into the room and being like, yep, I'm a doctor too, doc. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And you got to yeah. ask me the questions. Yeah. And, <laughs> right. you know, so. That yeah. feels very empowering. Oh, it's very empowering. Powering. And it's cute, too, because whenever I write an email to the parents, I say, oh, doctor, doc, how's Dr. Ethan or how's Dr. Nathan or, you know, whoever, yes. whomever we're talking about. We always we always uh, give them the title that they deserve. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we should mention ways that people the means that people yeah. have of finding out more about snuggle butts. How do they do that? Yeah, right now we're mostly on Facebook. We do have the beginning phases of a website, which is... Snugglebuds.org. Snugglebuds.org. Or you can find us on Facebook as Snugglebud for Kids on Facebook. Go to snugglebuds.org as the website or Snugglebuds for Kids on Facebook. Yeah, Facebook is very active. Um, There's a lot of very active communities on Facebook, so... And we're connected and interconnected with some of those. And we have our contact info there for for messaging us. Uh, We just incorporated as a nonprofit corporation. We're not a 501c3 yet. We might try to find fiscal sponsorship in the meantime. But you can now write checks to Snuggle Buds. Uh, So we're building the infrastructure of of an organization. Yes. This year is definitely infrastructure year. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you've established... How wonderful this is. Beyond wonderful, how critically important it it is. It is critical. I I feel it's really critical. To help kids. Because part of the helping by having that 
better attitude, feeling more mm-hmm. positive, receptive, oh, yeah. empowered, empowered is going to be helping in their healing process. Yes, absolutely. I mean, there's no guarantee, but but right. still, I can see that that's much more. Well, and we've important. even had kids who have been through their you know chemo and have been through all of their treatments and now are sort of in remission, but are still using their buds. You know, it's still part of their daily life they're you know they're still using it because it still I think helps them even though maybe some of that other you know going to the doctor every you know couple of weeks or whatever is over they're still working through it sure and so I think even though they're going through remission they still I still feel like they they get a lot out of the buds even beyond that Mm -hmm. because there's the psychological component that I think that goes along with that as well so for the healing too because you can heal a body but that's not the end that's the beginning and once that body's healed you know it's not a linear process by any means you know it's so when the body is healed the doctor often says oh great go home you know but they're not finished they they have to work through and process this emotional aspect as well and i think that the snuggle buds give them that outlet yeah. for sure yes and like matthew was saying you know uh, also being able to wear the doctor's jacket and having all of their medical tools and and all of those things also they help a lot and do you want to say more about that in terms of the accessories that come with yeah. the dolls? So they come with, the dolls all come with um, IV bags. They're all colorful. Sometimes they're cats with unicorn, you know. <laughs> I, they're they're definitely very cute. There's different kinds of IV bags. And then they all hook to whatever, you know, line the child has had. And then they come with working stethoscopes and little things to check the temperature, you know, and all the different little tools that doctors use. You're looking like you'd like to say something? No, no, no. That's pretty much it. Other than that, we find that the kids use them. They do. Like our first experience, yeah. we we gave our first prototypes to Ronald McDonald. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, within, within an hour they were using Just to it. see what would happen. You know, would yeah. they even yeah. be taken? Oh, would yeah. they be liked? And mm. it was this magic moment where this oh, family came so in. So cute. This young mother with her daughter who was healthy and then uh, their, her son, their son that was one who, year old. Who didn't have cancer. He had a rare, I think it was some uh, blood or bone it was marrow a blood, condition. Yeah. And they took the doll. And the next day, we had pictures of him doing little uh-huh. injections, you know, yep. with the little medical toy yep. syringes and things uh-huh. on. We didn't say anything about how to no, use it, what to knew. do with it. He just but knew. Just going straight to that sort of medical yeah, play. Absolutely, um, they know. Yeah. The kids just know. He's been experiencing exactly, this, and even at one year old, yes, yeah, that's how much he's already Ex- integrated. He's, he's integrated that wow. already into his own, and that's why I say, like, you know, they may not have the words to the emotions mm-hmm. and the thoughts that they're having, but the bud brings that out, so a parent can really watch and see how is their child interacting with their snuggle bud, and it will give them a lot of information if they pay attention to to how the child is interacting and exactly like that first doll once we got the video I mean by the end of the day we had a video from the mother who was just a sweetheart and it was like yes this is it yeah we We need to do this we have to do this we have to it's not even need we have to do this and at that point we had only had you know five dolls that um, a very very generous cousin had donated these are very expensive dolls that we're working with um and she had said you know okay well how can i help and 
I didn't expect that she was going to help so much, but she helped a lot. And she's the one that really, you know, has been kind of being our cheerleader from the side. And it's been wonderful to have that. Because um, each dog costs how much? Oh, it's yeah, it's really expensive. It's, uh, right now we're at about $175 with the toys, the all the accessories and the shipping, plus all of the, you know, the dolls themselves are about 120 I think, with tax and all of that. So we're looking to hopefully in the near future manufacture our own dolls, which would take the cost down incredibly so we could reach many more children. And so that's what we're planning on this year is is hopefully finding a manufacturer and bringing that cost down so that when we do the fundraising, instead of helping 20 kids at a time, we could help 200, you know, so that's because that's the thing. There's that cost. So we know what we're dealing with. But the buds are a gift. Yeah. To the child, right? Yes, yes, yes. As if right now we're we're doing it only as donations. In the future, we've we've had some thoughts about how we may work this in the future and allowing some people who can afford mm-hmm. maybe pay it forward for another oh, child. Yes. So there's a lot of parents who say, "How much is it? Just tell us how much to pay." And we say, "Oh no, no, it's donation." They said, "No, we can afford." And it's like, "Well, if you if you'd like, you can donate to the the big donation, but all of the money goes to the pool for everybody." But I think in the future, what we'll be able to do is also not only will we, if we have our manufacture our own doll, we'll be able to sell that doll on a sliding scale and then do our, you know, three to four times a year, do our donations for kids who can't afford. And we always want to keep the donation available for kids because we want it to be able to reach as many kids as we can finances, you know, whatever, yes. no, not important. So um, I think it's going to be great once we can um, have that sort of pay it forward system. Yes. And um, which can happen now. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. Hearing your story, hearing what's going on. Sure. If people feel so inspired. Oh, sure. They could get a hold of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, <laughs> right? We're absolutely willing. Yeah. Yeah. And that yeah. with that, that's the hope. Um, probably this spring or by summer yes. that we'll do our next batch of yes. dolls. Whether or not, probably not have our own manufacturer lined up by then, not, but regardless, yeah. we will go forward with another batch of, of donations. dolls of donations and yes. take applications and yes. seek donations to get those out to kids. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, we did have to move to an application phase because we did find that there was one night... Um, I, I don't know how they found out about it, but one night I got 40-some requests. Wow. <laughs> well, but, one night. We do know that it was one of the people who received a doll oh, already was, yeah. posted right. just on a like a Facebook uh-huh. leukemia form for kids yeah, with leukemia, right. and it basically went global overnight. Yes, and, and by global, we mean world. global. <laughs> uh, and we we getting, have, we've sent dolls yeah. now to Australia. We've sent one to Malta. We, they're down in Mexico now. England, so yeah. uh, very quickly, it's, it's spread You know, to yeah. 12 states now that, that we've delivered dolls yes, to. Yes, so. exactly. So, so I think if we can get that many in one night— think if we actually connected with more forums. I mean, we're not even trying that hard at the moment because we've been doing so much research that we have, you know, we've been in this research phase. We haven't been in the phase of like, you know, sending out 300 dolls yet. So once we get to the manufacturing phase, I think we will have endless amounts of applications that we'll receive. But we did have to move to the application phase because we didn't have 40 dolls at that moment. So, yeah, which was then, a disappointment, but, you know, and yeah. it, yet it shows you 
how great the need, the need is. The need is there. Right. Yeah. And sadly, the need's not going away. No, it's no. not. And that is, yeah, it's, it's heartbreaking. That's, right. that's the tough part. But yeah. here we see a way to kind of ease that heartbreak. Absolutely. Ease the pain and help the child. Uh, and the family. I mean, it, yes, the oh, child yes. is being helped, but I mean, you can't separate that out from no. And how we're the thinking family... a lot too about siblings. We've been thinking a lot about siblings recently as well, and how to include siblings, because I think a lot of the one thing. I mean, you know, I was an only child, so I hadn't really thought about it. But now, giving these snuggle buds to to other children, I'm seeing oh, they have siblings. I hadn't thought about the siblings, you know, but now we're, so we're working towards what will the siblings need? What do the siblings need to be able to work through the process of having um, a brother or sister who's ill? What does that look like for them? And Mm -hmm. so we're sort of surveying different families and asking, you know, what, what would be good for siblings? What do they need? So that's where we're at with the siblings as well, looking. uh, And I can see a crossover of working with other Agencies. Well, you mentioned Ronald sure. McDonald House. Oh, sure. So yeah. That was a good venue. They but were wonderful. As thinking about children and support for siblings, Cancer yeah. Pathways comes to mind. Oh, yeah. And, you know, they, who knows if they might have ideas on mm-hmm. what siblings need or even the siblings with the children who get the sure. snuggle buds, yeah. you know, kind of yeah. hearing from them, mm-hmm. reading between the lines, observing. Yeah. We've been thinking about putting little like go bags together so that have, you know, books or coloring books mm. and, you know, things like that, because, you know, there's a lot of emergency room visits. There's a lot of late nights. There's a lot of these things. So what, you know, and the, and the other children oftentimes have to go along and, you know, and it's so I know that there's the need there as well. So we're definitely open to expansion in that direction as well. And people are more than willing to give us suggestions. We listen. We absolutely take into mind everything that people tell us. So if you have suggestions, feel free to message us. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And just absolutely. wonderful seeing, I mean, as we're having these conversations with people, the, yeah. the receptivity of whether it's other nonprofit organizations or uh-huh. people in the community who are, who are connected to folks. A lot of people are saying, our, right now our limit our limit is sort of on time and and how much we can can devote to it at, at the moment like that's the limiting factor yeah. there's so many opportunities we have in front of us to yeah. take advantage of that it's really wonderful seeing sort of that outpouring of support yeah. and receptivity for the project yeah because really it's the two of you yeah. you Jasmine, who are the dreamer and the creator yeah. <laughs> and the fantasizer, and then yes. Matthew's kind of bringing in yes. you know, the practical. He, br- is- <laughs> he loves to bring the practical side in. <laughs> I, I love, though. I yeah. think this is really key. It's a power team. It, yes, team. <laughs> you know, it, how we see it's important to have a yeah. cheerleader, yeah. A support, uh, you know, just working as team. Oh, you yeah. know, we're not solo individuals here. Oh, by any means, no. Right. Yeah, no. No, absolutely not. I, and I and I love it. I'll come up with all these ideas, and he says, "Pull back a little. <laughs> Pull back yeah, a little, just sure, a little sure, bit, yeah. just a little bit. Maybe not that yet. Like maybe. Yeah, there you go. You yet, know, not yet. <laughs> like give it five months. Like let's just. Like, oh, we could do this. We could do that. I stay up late, and I, I do. I find myself staying up late at night sometimes, thinking, "Oh, we could do this, and <laughs> we could do that, and oh, if we got this going." And he says, "Okay, go to bed." <laughs> go, to, go to bed, go to bed, well, dreamer. Another cool part of it, in the aspect talking about families, is that you're oftentimes 
interfacing with the parents. And yeah. I think that's a component to the project that these it's oftentimes wonderful. young parents and oh, their early young. experience, you know, yeah. their kid having cancer and, you know, what yeah. your family went through, the oh, yeah. the emotional hardship, the financial oh. hardship, all of these things, all those things. Uh, dealing with your other, you know, kids yeah. that are healthy and, and, and working with them yeah. through the project. It's it's incredibly stressful and draining and taxing on so many levels. So yeah. some of them just talking with Jasmine oh, and hearing wonderful. that she's come through it. She's 39 years old. Okay, yeah. that's... We don't, <laughs> 39 I'm, years I'm young. very young. young. Um, yes, you are. And, and, you look like a teenager. Thank you. <laughs> and not that... I mean, you're, you've had a lot of hardship that you've experienced yeah. based on having cancer at two, but then being able to talk to someone who has survived... Who's gone through and, it. Yes. Um, there, there's a component to that as there's well. There's a hope there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Not that you're without any challenges, but yeah. you look great and you're living life vibrantly. Well, I hope to. I mean, I always hope to, to live the best life that I can live. I have a lot of things to learn always. But um, and I still, you know, I have I have health issues. But, you know, the, the treatments that I got in the 80s are not the treatments that kids get now. And that's the one thing that I think is really positive. And one thing that I, I, I hope that a lot of the kids, because I've been involved in a very long term uh, follow up study for about 30 years um, it, through St. Jude and other other places, uh, long-term follow-up studies that have shown, you know, the, the kinds of things that children who are very young may face as they grow older. When I was going through these things, these were not things that we knew of yet, you know. So when I was 12 and something happened, you know, it was what's going on, you know, but um, now, you know, they've had time to go through all of our, you know, records and things like this and be able to tell parents, you know, uh, this sort of treatment or this sort of treatment may cause this sort of reaction later on. However, I will say that, you know, when they would pinpoint radiation in 1982, it was more like a, a three foot dia- you know <laughs> diameter. But yeah. now, when they pinpoint, they literally pinpoint like and that cell. That's yeah, right? exactly, that, exactly. Yeah. So the treatments now. Um, so I wouldn't say that I am a good example of what children will be experiencing 20 years from now because what I went through was so archaic in comparison to what they're what they're treating with now the toolbox is much more advanced at this point so I would always say yes I have a lot of health issues now due to my cancer but I don't think that a lot of these kids will have the same effects that I did because they have studied it so much and they have learned how to prevent a lot of these experiences for kids. Well, what it didn't do was take away your dreams and your enthusiasm. That's true. true. And desire really to make life better for For others. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So, you know, that's such a gift. and. You know, we are fortunate that you are this gift in the world. Ah, thank you. Right, Matthew? For sure. <laughs> yeah, yep. Yep. for sure. Well, we should take a moment to mention again, how can people get in touch to get more information and definitely to support and find out when the fundraisers are or, yeah. I mean, support anytime. 
Yeah, the big things, go to snugglebuds.org. Our contact info is there. Uh, you also see the link to the Facebook page. Uh, follow us on Facebook, like the page, yeah, and like the page. You, will, you will receive updates um, sure. and see the updates of the next time we have a fundraiser launch, the next time we're doing a batch of dolls. So basically that's the place. And then you'll hopefully also see you know more lovely photos of kids getting yes, new dolls. Yes, and, and we're going and to be, sharing more, sto- we'll be yeah, sharing more aspect. stories soon with a lot of these kids. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. In two, just add, we're <laughs> looking for help. Um, you know, we're still early in our phase, but we have volunteer opportunities. Opportunities, sure. uh, again, to help us grow different parts of the project. So Absolutely. if you if you hear this interview and you're like, wow, I want to be part of that. That sounds so amazing. Yes. Do get in touch with us. And yes. We'd love to talk with yes. you more. Like, I don't know how I might help, but I'd love to. And you might oh, find, yeah. Yeah. find a place. Yes. Right? And we need people who are creative, who can sew, who can, you know, do things like that. We also need somebody who speaks Mandarin. <laughs> yeah, if you have experience in fundraising, if you have experience in... Nonprofit accounting. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Or if you're a doctor or a nurse who would like to uh, communicate with me, um, I would love that because I, one of the goals that I have for this year is to put together a comprehensive plan and how to best use the snuggle butts and you know we've seen how they've been used we've uh, listened to the stories about how parents have used them we have a great understanding and and, and a, a pretty good idea of how to let new parents have that information give the new parents this information but it would be wonderful to work with somebody who has the credentials to say yes I put my stamp on this because this is really going to help these kids because of this ABC reason and I and I think that would be wonderful because I'm a childhood cancer patient but I'm not a doctor and I don't necessarily know the childhood development you know in these sorts of things why it works or yeah. There's another volunteer opportunity. Exactly. Right. Yeah, so. exactly. So they <laughs> abound. Yes. <laughs> well, I am just so thrilled that you are doing this important work, Jasmine and Matthew, oh, together as this power team. Thank you so much for giving us some of the insights so that we can hopefully participate as well. Great. Thank you so much for having us on. You're yeah, welcome. Thank you. You're very welcome.